What's up? I'm B, and whether you are watching this on YouTube or you are listening to the podcast, I hope you are having an amazing day. Today, we are reacting to Teal's response to episode three of The Deep End. And I feel like this is where we are hopefully going to get into some of the nitty gritty and hear more about Teal and her practices from Teal. I want her to give details. I don't want her to speak in generalities, which I feel like she has been doing in her reactions to episode one and two. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed because in episode three of The Deep End, this is where we see a lot of the recovered memory conversation happening. We see exercises where Teal's team are leading people through recovering memories from their childhood. This is where Grazi, Teal's personal assistant, talks about how she's no longer close to her family and the abuse that she went through as a child. And so I am... Um, I'm not quite sure what to expect. I am hoping that we get something tangible and real from Teal, but I am not holding my breath. My hopes are not high for that because she hasn't given us anything like that so far. So we'll see what happens. Let's get into her response to episode three. Hello there. In my two prior videos, I talk about how entertainment media distorts things with predetermined narrative film editing to misrepresent facts and events. I pointed to specific parts of each episode to show how editing created the impression of events that never happened. The third episode makes my point even clearer. It is composed of bits and pieces of real events that, when put together, create a story of things that didn't happen. And that make me look like someone that I'm not. There are. I disagree with this right out of the gate because she's saying that she gave specific examples when she really didn't. There wasn't much that she gave us. She just kind of talked about things in a general sense, or she talked about things that people weren't really upset about and made it seem like people were upset about them. And she said, well, you didn't get the full context. You don't know. But then she also didn't really give any additional context. So we don't know what we don't know, and we can't know that unless you tell us, because we've seen what the deep end has to tell us. Now you tell us what is important for us to know. And of course, we've talked about this before. The docuseries filmed for months. It would be nearly impossible for us to have the full context of every interaction. I am not thinking that we know absolutely everything that there is to know about Teal based on watching the deep end, but... I and uh, a lot of you seem to have concerns about what we did see. So it would be great if Teal could give us some additional info here. Just too many examples of this destructive creative editing in the third episode for us to explore. To go point by point over all the things that are not accurate or are not truthful is not possible. This commentary video would be longer than the episode itself. But I want to talk about some of the worst misrepresentations that are being used to drive a false narrative about me, about those I work with, and those with problems who come to me for help. I want to say to you directly... Fair. She can't go over everything, but if she can give us some specific examples of the most egregious misrepresentations of reality, that would be great. Directly, and for the record, that I do not lead a cult. Those I work with and who work for me do not belong to a cult, and people who come to me for help do not run the risk of becoming members of a cult. Cults try to seduce people to join and control them once they are there, which is the exact opposite of what I do. But that's not what this television series wants you to believe. 
ex-boyfriends and acquaintances with an axe to grind provide the dominant voices in the series. A few moments from one of my seminars that lasted hours, all of which was filmed, are featured to show that I don't tolerate dissent. What really happened, if you were to see all of what was filmed, would be that you would see me as someone who invites questions and discussion. Things taken out of No, <laughs> I, I don't believe that that is what we would see. Again, I mentioned this the last time she said something along those lines. I am sure that Teal welcomes questioning if it's like, how do I become like you? Or where did you come up with this method? Or what's your experience with this? She likes questioning when it's not questioning of her authority or of her knowledge, when it's not coming from a place of doubting or a place of like conflict. I think she likes questioning that makes her seem like a guru and not questioning where people are not just implicitly believing her. And yes, of course, there will be people in the documentary who no longer follow Teal's teachings and who don't like her anymore because Teal and her team decided to hire a private investigator to disprove claims that Teal did run a cult so she could get slanderous articles, slanderous hit pieces taken down about her. And so obviously a private investigator who's actually doing her job is going to speak to people on both sides, which is what Molly, the private investigator, did. And I feel like this video is just going to be instance after instance of me repeating myself and the things that we've already talked about because Teal isn't giving us anything new. But um, like Jared said, outer circle is very much self-help. Inner circle is very much cult. That's how he perceives things. And I would tend to agree with that. If you're not super deep into Teal, you haven't given her a ton of money or time or attention, then yeah, it's like, oh, these people are like-minded. They're focused on improving their lives. We have things in common. This is a great like positive space to talk through issues. Wonderful. But the deeper and deeper and deeper you get into it, and the more commitments you make and the more concessions you make when you maybe have a gut feeling that something isn't right, the easier it is to be sucked into being controlled by Teal, which she does try to control people. She tries to control people in the inner circle. They have a list of things that they have to agree to, such as, well, you know, possibly including but not limited to because we don't know what ended up going in that contract, not having kids. So... Yes, Teal does try to control certain people who follow her. Context can be made to look like almost anything. Imagine if someone was recording you for a week, just your regular interactions, and took all of that content and cut it up and reassembled it with spooky music in the background, and then put it on television and passed it off as true. The thing is, they didn't just record me for a week. They recorded me for three years. They have set things up to make it look like I am something I am not and that I teach the opposite of what I actually teach. Remember in my last commentary? That's a long time. I didn't know it was a three-year recording period, if that's true. But, oh man, I would have been very interested in seeing more episodes of The Deep End than just the four that they put out. But aside from that, I am largely unmoved by this. We all know things can be taken out of context, but... They can't be so far taken out of context when there's 
literal footage of you saying and doing some of the things that Teal said and did. Give me a specific example. Give us additional details. This does nothing to change my opinion on Teal. It just reinforces how I already feel about her. On the second episode, when I pointed out how the filmmakers edited together two pieces of video taken at different times and in different places to make it look like I was secretly watching Juliana walk with Blake, well, they did it again. In the third episode, they show me watching Blake and Juliana in secret, in this jealous and sinister fashion. But the footage of them and me were shot at two totally unrelated times, but spliced together to make it look like they are happening at the same time. Here's why. That's the least of my concern. And if that's the only thing that she has, that's the only specific example she can give us to say, look, they took this out of context. They made it look like I was spying on Blake and Juliana. Then she really doesn't have a leg to stand on. She's got nothing because she's not saying anything so far. This is her longest response video that we've done um, out of the three so far. So maybe she'll get to it, but let's talk about the recovered memory sessions let's talk about how uh, you specifically said grazie's family blames you for the fact that they no longer have a relationship with her and how probably the same thing is going to happen with juliana let's talk about things that people are actually concerned about because yeah maybe some people did believe that you were spying on blake and juliana and it was a little bit creepy who cares like we can we can get over a little bit of weirdness pretty easily, I think. You know, we've all had moments maybe we're not super proud of where we're like, mm, I was a little bit more invested in what those people were doing than I should have been. So even if that thing were true, I feel like we could move on from that pretty quickly. She's still not discussing the things that people were actually upset about. The reality of my relationship with Blake and Juliana has been so misrepresented. Let's say that the purpose of a production is to make the argument that someone is a cult leader. You would need to only cut and show scenes that support that narrative regardless of whether or not it is true. You would need someone credible to make that claim. You would need to show a victim slash hero escaping from the cult. But the scenes they spliced together to try to achieve that narrative added up to a storyline that isn't true. It's not what happened. Okay. The same thing happened with my efforts to clarify what my corporation expects from new employees and volunteers. All business entities require their employees to focus on their employer's purpose and mission. Apple's focus is on selling more phones and computers. Google's focus is on generating more advertising revenue. Burger King's focus is on selling more hamburgers. The focus of my corporation, my business, is providing me with the opportunity to share my ideas and my teachings with people who want to learn about my viewpoint and hopefully gain something from that experience. The efforts of my team to shift. Okay. I have a full-time job. I have a code of ethics and a code of conduct that I am expected to abide by, but I also get PTO days. And if I wanted to take some time and go visit family in a different state or a different country, I would be allowed to do that. They would have no grounds to be like, mm, actually, we need you here. Your family isn't really as important as what the mission of this business is. So if you go, you're not committed. Like that's that's really not allowed. And if you go, there's going to be some real serious repercussions. That's not a healthy thing. And we saw Teal doing that very thing where she didn't even really give Juliana the chance 
to make that choice. It was just a, well, no, that's not going to happen. We need you available. Focus from personal drama that distracts from my mission was depicted as cult activity and not as a business management exercise. Not that different from the process major corporations use to draft. Girl, your employees don't even get paid monetarily. So maybe we take a step back, we reevaluate the business management policy, and we try again. Mission statements for the same reasons. There is a scene where we are all talking with Juliana in the living room. The scene is shot and edited to make it look like we are somehow preventing her from seeing her family. That's not true. We were discussing whether or not employment with my corporation would be a good fit for Juliana, given the intensity of the lifestyle. I never discouraged her from seeing or communicating with her family. In fact, her father is a certified completion process facilitator. And there is a scene where she is talking to her mother. The subtitles show her mom asking Juliana if we all live together, and Juliana says yes. But guess what's scary? It's not actually what her mother said. What she said in German was, so, are you always with each other together? As in, do you spend all your time together? Juliana and Blake were always with each other, but they never lived with me. They had their own apartment for the entire time. The narrative the filmmakers are pushing is that I operate some kind of commune. I didn't, and I don't. At one point in the third episode. Okay, so once again, that's something that is like lowest tier of concern when it comes to the things that we have seen and heard about Teal Swan. You know, whether or not they live together, sure, it can be a talking point, but it's not really the thing that we want to see addressed. It's not the thing that we want to hear more about, especially when she already addressed this. Secondly, about Teal saying that Juliana's dad is certified in the completion process. Okay. And like more than one family member can be involved in the same toxic organization. So I'm not really sure what she's trying to imply with that. Like maybe people were saying Juliana's family didn't like Teal and Teal's like, haha, but no, her dad's involved with me too. Maybe that's the angle she's taking. I'm not really sure. But again, the fact that she's saying, well, we weren't talking about whether or not she could go. She was always free to leave is just part of it because sure, she was free to leave, but leaving meant that she wouldn't be a good fit for the organization. It meant that she couldn't be with Blake and do the things that she was trying to do. She couldn't be involved. She couldn't be part of the inner circle if she decided to leave to go see her family, which is a problem. So Juliana is shown crying, saying, oh, wow, it's not what I thought it would be. This clip is shown to make it look like I was being cruel to Juliana. But the true context for Juliana's unhappiness reveals something different. The truth is that early in Juliana and Blake's marriage, Blake and Juliana were experiencing a lot of marital issues, including but not limited to Juliana's unhappiness with Blake's work schedule. Lots of couples experience these sorts of issues. The problem of work versus home life, the problem of trying to establish emotional security in the relationship. Everyone here did our very best to accommodate Juliana we adjusted Blake's work schedule, making it more flexible than it was for anyone else in this company. We let Blake work from home, but nothing we offered was enough. And in the end, they deflected the issues that were going on between them onto me. Everyone has value conflicts and personality conflicts, but it looks like when someone else has a value or personality conflict with me, I am accused of leading a cult. 
There's a scene where a woman... Okay, sure. Lots of couples do go through a rough first year together because you're adjusting to a change. And so that seemingly makes sense. However, don't you think their first year of marriage might be a little bit more complicated if Blake went against what Teal said and told Juliana about his sexual feelings towards Teal? If we're taking Teal at her word, and according to the last video or the last episode that she did reacting to episode two, she and Blake were talking about how Blake was having sexual attraction to Teal and Teal discouraged him from telling Juliana. And so maybe this is complete speculation. Maybe Juliana had a hunch. Maybe Blake didn't feel right about keeping it from Juliana. Maybe there were certain conversations or signs or additional issues that weren't just, oh, we're figuring out how to balance work life and relationship. Maybe things were a little bit deeper than that. And they were issues related to Teal, not just like, oh, well, his work schedule was really demanding. And Juliana didn't like it. Just a thought. And starts crying on stage. She's visibly in pain and they spliced in audience applause to the scene which did not actually occur at that time, making it look like the audience was happy that she was suffering. This didn't happen. The audience was compassionately silent during that interaction. The scene showing the audience at one of my events applauding a woman crying just didn't happen. But that's not what the episode wants the viewer to believe. The filmmakers did this to make it look like my audience and I celebrate people suffering, which is the opposite of what is true. Or when they try to make me... I'm having trouble picturing what scene this is that Teal is talking about. I'm pretty sure it's from a different episode because I went through my notes again and I didn't really see anything about Teal on a stage in this episode. It's completely possible that it was just a really short clip and so I didn't include it in my overview, but I feel like my kind of play-by-plays of each of the episodes were pretty detailed. Like, I put a lot in there and so... I feel like I would have it if it happened in this episode and it was like, oh, wow, this person was going through a lot and people were cheering. I feel like that's something that I would point out, but I don't know. It's completely possible I missed something. I don't think I did. And so I'm kind of confused at why Teal is bringing this thing up and what scene in particular she's talking about, honestly. Look like a monster who is forcing other people to do things that they aren't ready for. And when they make it look like Juliana is the hero for defending them against me. Guess what? You want to know why they can't show my face and the sound changes slightly when I said the words? You just crossed the line. Now we have problems. It's because I never said that at that time. They took that audio clip from a totally different conversation. And you know that stare down that it looks like I gave Juliana in the green room at the event? when we were all discussing Sabrina and my frustrations about the risk I am taking working with suicidal individuals. I never gave her that look. I gave that look to Matthias, my business manager, about an unrelated manner. But they edited it all together in a sequence to create a chain of events that never happened. They have edited everything from my own childhood story to every. Okay, I'm trying not to pause like every 30 seconds and jump in with like, but wait, but but how about this? But did you think about this? So if that scene was edited together in a misleading fashion, okay, fine. I still think 
that there are a lot of things to be said about the way that we saw Teal interact with Sabrina and my concern for Sabrina's well-being and the fact that from what we saw, Juliana was also very concerned about Sabrina's well-being and Matthias and Teal called how she was acting emotional blackmail. That does not sit right with me. And when we saw her doing the water breath and the people in the pool dunking Sabrina under, that was very concerning to me. I did not like seeing it. I had a visceral reaction. I know a lot of you did as well. And it was like somebody said, you know, sometimes I wish that you would put more clips from there or like more clips from the deep end in these videos or more pictures and stuff. But then I hear some of these things and I'm like, no, don't need it. So even just me describing it caused a reaction for some people. And so obviously that's more of the concern than Teal telling Juliana that she just crossed a line when apparently that happened at a completely different time, but Teal's not going to tell us when it was. Interview and interaction with other people in this film to make it look like because of my own abuse, I am projecting my own family issues onto everyone else and am dead set on destroying people's relationship with their families and on them cutting themselves off from their families so as to only rely on us. This is what cults do, but it is in fact the exact polar opposite of what I teach. My great dream that I am not quiet about and goal is family systems healing. I am still committed to it with my own family and continue to dedicate energy to repairing and healing with both my parents and my brother. There are so many people who say that I am the reason their family is back together again and that my content is the reason that they finally have good relationships. Of course, the true series of events did not fit the filmmaker's narrative, the one that shows me as a cult leader. So they didn't show it, even though I can assure you that is the majority of what they actually filmed. I teach oneness and- I have a few things running through my brain. The first is if her entire mission is opposite of breaking families apart, why is there so much focus on the recovered memory thing? Maybe it's because Teal says, well, you have to recover these things and I can help you with it. You have to know what happened to you so that way you can heal it. I can see her pitching it that way. But at the same time, she just openly said in episode three that Grazi's family blames Teal for the fact that they don't have a relationship with her anymore. And the same thing is probably going to happen with Juliana. Now, maybe Teal did say more things regarding that topic after that clip. It's totally possible, but I would love for her to expand on it. I would love for her to say, like, if she's talking about breaking families apart, why not bring that up? Why not bring up the fact that, oh, I said this and yeah, that's what I said, but here's all the other things that I also said that they didn't include. And here's the ways that I tried to repair the relationship between Grazi and her family because Grazi's her personal assistant. You would think that her emotional and spiritual well-being would mean a lot to Teal because everything's so intertwined. So presumably, if that's what matters to Teal and her goal is to heal and reunify families, she would try to do what she can for Grazi and her family. But Teal doesn't bring that up. And secondly, I know that she really wants to focus on being presented as a cult leader. And I will partially agree that that's kind of the vibe is that there's an ominous thing going on. This isn't the most healthy environment. Teal is really controlling. Like, the documentary makers definitely include that element in all of the episodes. 
But don't you think that if they were dead set on being like, Teal is a cult leader, 100%, this is a fact, they wouldn't include Molly saying that she couldn't say for sure whether or not Teal ran a cult? That's just me. If I was trying to edit something in a particular way to get a certain message across, I would not include anything that was contradictory to the message that I was trying to portray. And a private investigator who was hired by Teal saying that she can't say whether or not Teal runs a cult, that would seem to discredit the thesis of her being a cult leader, in my opinion. Integration. I teach people that they need to have relationships with people from all walks of life, so as to gain awareness from every perspective. I agree with people that sometimes they need to separate themselves from dysfunctional dynamics within their family, so as to actually be able to change those dynamics and have a good relationship with their family afterwards, depending on how dysfunctional this family is. This is not an uncommon recommendation that mainstream therapists make, but it is tragic to me when it happens. The scene with Sabrina, where she says that she is done with the carousel of pain, is again cut to serve a totally false narrative. In fact, every scene with her is. The scenes with her were cut to make her look like she and I are not aligned. The reality is that she is one of my favorite clients. She is a woman who speaks her mind, and because of that honesty, including when she is honest with me about her resistance to even doing this healing work with me in the first place, is able to make incredible breakthroughs like the one she made at the end of that interaction that they conveniently cut off so that they could make it seem like Sabrina is calling bullshit on everything and is asserting that all we do is cause an endless cycle of pain. Rather than having me help her with her resistance, assisting her to get from a place of pain to a place of improvement. Maybe Teal is going to go on and explain what Sabrina's breakthrough was. I would love it if she did that. Um, so what I'm about to say could be completely irrelevant, but I wanted to pause it before I lost my thought. I did not get the impression from Teal's conversation with conversations with Sabrina that Sabrina was saying that Teal caused pain. I took those conversations as I am already in pain. You're telling me that you can help. And when I come to these retreats, I feel like I'm making progress, but then I go home and nothing really changes. And so it's a carousel of pain and pain and hurt and pain and trying to feel better until I get to the next retreat and then feeling better and then going right back into that hurt. That's how I took it. I did not take from any of the interactions that we saw in the deep end that Sabrina was telling Teal that Teal and her team were causing the pain. It was just that they so far had not been able to help her in a long-term way. Secondly, what was the breakthrough that Sabrina had? What happened? She already put herself on, you know, on TV in this documentary. She signed the release. I'm assuming that this breakthrough was filmed because Teal's saying that they chose not to include it. So you don't really have to worry about her privacy. Tell us what happened. Tell us what the breakthrough was because the ending of the scenes with Sabrina were pretty unsettling. It was her barely conscious muttering, I love you to Teal after being dunked in water repeatedly. I would love to know what the good outcome of that was. Please tell us. Is she going to tell us? Is she going to? Let's see. I did not get into this business because I like pain. That is the exact opposite of what I do. I got into this business to alleviate pain. And to get to that other side of healing, sometimes you have to face some painful stuff. But don't for a moment believe you have seen what happens at my events. The episode doesn't show even one single positive story because that didn't support the predetermined narrative that I am running a cult. 
Also, most of the scenes they show you that they're passing off as it's not a good story actually did end up being a good story. They just didn't show you those parts. There are easy ways. I feel like there were plenty of people who spoke favorably about Teal in the documentary, but the documentary was also very clear on the concerning parts of the way that Teal's business operates. Also, I feel like she got into this business because she knew that she could be good at it. She knows that she is a beautiful woman. She knows that she is alluring. She has a way of speaking that can really either draw you in or make you highly uncomfortable and completely put you off to the way that she operates. And that's how I felt like whenever I see Teal speak or I hear her in her videos, there's something about the tone of her voice that immediately like puts me on the defense. I don't like it. But there are plenty of people who hear her calming, rhythmic speaking and they get pulled in by her. So I think she knows what she's doing. She knew that she could be successful because of let's be honest, how she looks and the way that she presents herself. And she clearly is successful in the field. To learn what really happened, I am asking each and every one of you who were actually there at these events shown in the series. Does the series show how things really went down? You were there. Is this what you remember? While we are on the subject of resistance, this episode made it look like I am a person who forces people to do things. Guess what? Wrong again. I teach free will. I teach that you should never bulldoze resistance because that's a zero-sum game that nobody benefits from. So the reality is, after helping the people at that retreat at length to release their resistance to doing the shamanic work called water breath, anyone who did not want to participate did not have to because they should never force themselves to do something they don't want to do. If you want to learn more about what I actually teach about this, Watch my video titled Urgent, Deal With Your Resistance Before You Do Anything Else, which by the way was published on June 16th, 2018. There's another scene with Sabrina that was shown out of context and because- I just want to bring up the audio clip that I actually included when I was giving my summary of episode three, where Teal is talking to her team and she says, you know, this is all paraphrasing, but it's like, what is it going to take for people to recognize that I have the answers and I can help them? And she kind of goes off on a rant and says some pretty upsetting things. The audio clip is in there. Uh, and, and she's talking about how uh, when, you know, people end up dying by suicide, their families are like, oh, I, I don't know what happened. And Teal goes, well, read their journals. You effing happened. Of course, your daughter killed herself. And so they have this whole conversation. And Teal says that if people don't start doing the work, presumably that she is suggesting they do, that's when people are going to start dying. And Juliana says, but you can't force them. Like, is that what you want to do? Teal says, F yes, she wants to force them. And Juliana says that she can't do that. And that's when we hear Teal presumably saying in the conversation that Juliana just crossed the line. So we've got some contradictory information coming from the audio clips or from what was actually included in the deep end and what she is saying now. And additionally, sure, I am sure that Teal didn't say, you have to do this now. If you don't do the water breath, you're kicked out. You're gone forever. I will never let you back at another retreat. But how comfortable 
would you feel? Like, think about it. How comfortable would you feel if you were in a situation where you were seeking help from someone, you were making yourself vulnerable, you had paid money to be there, and this person was telling you, well, the breakthrough is at the other side of water breath. Do you think you're going to feel very comfortable saying no? Or are you going to be like, oh, well, if I don't do it, I guess I'm not committed. So I'm sure Sabrina did choose to, to do that, to engage in the water breath. I am sure that she made that choice, so to speak, but I'm willing to bet that there was a little bit of coercion involved. Because of that presents a false narrative. In this scene, she says that I told her that her parents don't love her. When I use the word love, I use it in a specialized way, as a term of art that Sabrina understood. It means that a person takes another person as a part of themselves. It is one of the most difficult things any person can do. Most people cannot do this, which is why they fail to act in the best interests of others. Most people do not love yet, but that is not to say that a parent is not filled with caring or affection for their child. I want people to have wonderful, healthy relationships with not only their own family, but with every person they meet in the world. If you want to learn more about what I actually say about family, Watch my video on YouTube that is titled Family, The Truth About Family, which, by the way, was published on November 21st, 2020. The way they shot the segment with Graciela. I feel that if Teal was using love in an artistic or stylized way, whatever word she used, uh, that Sabrina understood, she probably would have explained it a little bit differently when Sabrina was telling the filmmakers or the documentary makers that Teal told her her parents don't love her, I feel like we would have gotten a bit of a different explanation than the one that we got if this is true and Sabrina truly did understand what Teal was trying to say. But what do I know? I'm not the psychic on the screen. In this episode, twists someone's trauma in the most extreme sense. And this kind of media abuse is unacceptable. They both shot and edited the segment with her in a way that suggests to the audience that she is not sane and that her memory of her abuse is false memory and to make it sound and appear like I am abusing her. All of this being complete with the way they filmed and edited a shamanic practice called combo in a way that makes it look like a tool of abuse rather than a powerful personal healing tool. This episode grossly misrepresents the techniques I use and teach, from the completion process to display work, to channeling, to shamanic practices. We talked about the combo ceremony when I did my video about episode three, and maybe I have a different perspective on it because the deep end wasn't the first time I had heard about or seen a combo ceremony being performed. And so um, maybe my reaction to it was different than a lot of people's was, but I don't believe that it was presented in a way that was an abusive thing being done. I just saw it as, oh, a spiritual modality is being performed. Here's what it's about. Here's what the intent is and what they're trying to do with Grazie. But at the same time, there were a lot of interesting things that Grazie said about her family that didn't quite make a lot of sense. And it, it would It'd be great. It's like the tagline of the of this video. It would be great if we had some more information. She's saying, oh, you has made Grazi seem unstable and like I was abusing her. Okay, so that's the claim that you're making. 
but you're going to finish it off with, and it was the opposite. Or like, but that didn't happen. I don't do that. What are we supposed to do with that? You're just expecting people to take your word. And I'm sure there are a lot of people who will take Teal's word for it. But for skeptics or people who actively do not believe in the things that Teal is saying, that doesn't do anything for us. That gives us no incentive to change our mind about how we feel. Also, just kind of a side note, Teal tends to say, like, I did this, which by the way is a thing that a lot of other healers do or a lot of other people in the mental health field do and makes it a point to kind of align herself with other people's more mainstream teachings. And I understand why she does that. I understand why she presents it that way because it, in her mind, is going to give her more credibility. And I will say that as someone who has watched several of Teal's videos, just the ones on her YouTube channel and the posts on her Instagram that are not influenced by anyone else, there are good pieces of advice. She does go over concepts that are used in mainstream mental health treatment or even a little bit more mainstream spirituality. Those things exist. There was one video Um, that I watched recently where she was talking about anger, how some people are conditioned that to express displeasure is bad. And so when somebody is perhaps being intentionally mistreated and they finally blow up about it, then they're seen as the villain as opposed to someone who was the one causing the dissent or causing the issue because that person was able to be sly and keep their cool. And so we need to reframe how we perceive anger. And I think that that's a really valuable conversation to have. So when Teal says like, I do this or I talk about this, I express this idea, which is something that's included in a lot of other mainstream things, that's not false in most cases. You know, there are things that she says that make sense or that are commonly accepted by people in the personal development world. But those things aren't the things that many of us have issues with. It's the things that are a lot deeper that we've spent so much time talking about in my coverage of Teal Swan that are really the points of concern. Like water breath that all can assist healing. In this episode, a practice where we do breath work in water and then help people to do a powerful release process for their pent-up emotions underwater has been shot to look like we are waterboarding people. And they finish it off with Sabrina saying, I love you. That's what I said in my video. I was like, all I can describe this as is like reverse waterboarding. Because when you have somebody on their belly facing the water and you're dunking them under and then lifting them up and dunking them under again, it's an uncomfortable thing to watch. As if I have successfully created a new cult member. This is not what happens during this process. It's not you successfully creating a new cult member. It's Sabrina already follows you, already believes in you, is already doing all the things you tell her to do. And the way it's presented is that she's having an issue with really feeling like she's not being helped. And instead of maybe sending her home with like a plan or something actionable that she can do or other resources that she can explore, it's, well, let's get her fight or flight going. Like, let's get her brain firing. Let's get her limbic system completely out of whack and then she'll be disoriented and she'll feel initially like things are better. But once she regulates from that, once she comes down from that and starts getting back into reality, nothing's going to have changed. 
that's the issue. At all. Release processes like water breath is a technique to restore you to a place of stillness, peace, and love, which is the place that Sabrina found when she said those words to me. This episode was edited and cut to make it look like what we do somehow implants or causes people to have false memories. I am very, very aware of the risk of false memory when it comes to memory work. It is a module I teach when I am training my practitioners in the completion process. And if you'd like to learn more about what I actually say about this, just go look up my video on false memories on YouTube, which, by the way, was published on August 6, 2016. Planting false memories. This is the third video plug that she has made in this. Why can't she just tell us? You're relying on somebody to click a link or to do a, a YouTube search to find that video and watch it, like take the time to watch it when that person's already here. They're already here. Give the, give us your thoughts. Tell us. This is nothing. Like this is literally nothing. It's, well, here's what they say I do, but that's not what I do. And to prove it, you can go watch this video. We're already here. You're already filming. Give us something. Is not only unethical, it's downright dangerous and goes against everything I stand for. In case any of you who watched this episode are therapists, psychologists or psychiatrists, and are horrified at what you have seen, guess what? You absolutely should be. I was too. Only what they have shown you is the exact opposite of what we do with people who seek us out for help. I feel I need to comment. I don't believe that, plain and simple, for all the reasons that we have discussed in my multitude of videos about Tail Swan. And on a number of totally untrue things that Jared, a former boyfriend of mine, said in this episode. He did not give any money to me, and I absolutely never had anything to do with whatever decision he made relative to child support payments. As a mother myself, I would never support the idea of a man dropping his financial responsibility towards his own child and leaving the pressure on a woman's shoulders. That is the exact opposite of what I teach relative to masculinity and femininity. And you know that little tattoo he has on his palm? The one he's trying to make you believe was influenced by me and for the purpose of getting him to question his reality? Sorry, that's false too. He was very into Byron Katie's The Work at the time. And the question he has on his hand, is it true? Is the first question she has you ask relative to painful beliefs in what she calls the work. None of what this man has said to you is true. This series is such a misrepresentation. Okay. At that point, without her providing any proof, and to be fair, without Jared providing any proof other than his recounting of what happened, you know, it's, it's a he said, she said situation. You can believe Teal. You can believe Jared. At this point, I'm more inclined to believe Jared because of the things that I've heard Teal say to others and about others and the things that I've seen her do. So that's just me. I'm more inclined to believe him over her, but I am fully aware that Jared does have his own trauma and his own things that he was working with. Uh, but I do believe that in the deep end, he looked very healthy there were a series of videos that he did on the Mormon Stories podcast that were very difficult to watch because of how Jared just was acting. It seemed as though he had, one, had not fully healed from all the things he went through in his childhood. 
combined with the things that he went through when he was associated with Teal, and there seemed to be certain things that he was working through. So um, those videos were very difficult to watch. The Jared I saw in the deep end seemed a lot more with it and coherent and aware. And so my tendency is going to be to believe him over Teal. All right, we've got three minutes left of her video. I'm going to try to just let it play out. We'll see how well I do. Of reality, that I have a challenge for the directors and producers. Let's be transparent with the audience. I have nothing to hide. Otherwise, I would not have let this film crew come into my life in the first place. I know if the public has the opportunity to see the complete, unedited footage you filmed, they would see a truth that is very different from the one you have depicted. Release the raw footage. I stand behind what I actually said and actually did when you were with me. If anyone is going to judge me, they should judge me for what is real and true, not for these manipulations and fabrications. Sure, I'll give it to you. The promise of scandal attracts viewers, but it is not real. You have attacked the lives of every person shown in this film and every person who watches my content. You systematically gained trust and then exploited it, promising a positive viewpoint and portrayal. That is not what you provided. Okay. I know I said I was going to try to let it play out and not interrupt, but I feel like this is a calculated move by Teal. Her saying that you have systematically attacked everyone featured in this docuseries and everyone who watches my videos. Her saying that makes it sound like the documentary makers made her followers seem bad. They placed a moral judgment on them that was presented in the docuseries. And I did not feel that way. I felt an immense amount of empathy for the people who were clearly in pain seeking out Teal's help, like seeking a better life or a better way or healing or whatever it is. I did not get the impression that they were trying to negatively portray people who followed Teal. I found them to be people that I had a lot of empathy for and was concerned about. So that's how I perceived it. But I'm thinking that Teal is presenting it this way to make it seem like they completely just ragged on everyone who is associated with Teal or who is hurting and seeking help from her. And she's saying this so she can be like, I'm going to bat for you. They made you guys all look bad as well as making me look bad, but they made you look bad and that's not okay with me. So release the footage. And so I think she's saying that with the hope that her followers and subscribers have not actually watched The Deep End and don't know how her followers were portrayed. So they can be like, wow, she's really sticking up for us. Let me double down on my support for her. I don't know what is sadder, the fact that all of this happened, or the fact that instead of sitting here today and talking to you about what to do about your relationships, or about how to overcome grief, or about subconscious patterns within humanity, I'm having to sit here and defend my private life and character yet again. All that having been said, what's true? What's real? Which version of Blake should you believe? The person who taught me how to trust, who I've considered family for 18 years and worked with for 11 years? The version of Blake who wrote a public post this last month on May 18th that said, I would like to thank Teal Swan for teaching me that literally anything is possible with dedication and passion for our kinship and helping bring an infinitely deeper understanding to the world around me, and also 
a consistent message to go for what I believe in, want, and trust. Or the version on the screen who is depicted as my victim, trapped and caught in my clutches. <laughs> the best way to know is to see the raw footage. You, the public, deserve to see it. Hashtag release the footage. I'll give you this. Teal does have a way with words. I completely understand why people believe that uh, she is someone who can help them. And they kind of, I don't want to make it sound dramatic because she's like, oh, he's fallen into my clutches. He's a victim. But I understand why they fall for her and why they follow her and believe in the things that she says because of how she presents herself. She, she is somebody who is quite captivating. So I'll give her that. I just did a quick search for release the footage, like hashtag release the footage on Twitter. And I scrolled down for like a minute or two, didn't see anything about Teal. I did like the top results and then the most recent results, there was nothing. There's a lot of variety with that hashtag. So maybe she could have picked something a little bit more specific. That probably would have been helpful, but hey, I, I don't know how realistic it is to expect them to release three years worth of footage. I thought this was like probably a year of following her, but three years of filming Teal's life and we only got four episodes. I mean, I would love to see more footage. I would love more of it to be released, but I don't really know how realistic that request is. So we'll see. Overall though, I am just, again, like I feel like I'm lacking something. I'm wanting a genuine, honest response from Teal. I'm wanting the additional details. I want to give her the benefit of the doubt. I want to give her fair play. And I keep feeling like I'm, you know, I know that I'm probably not going to get the additional context or the explanations that I want from her, but I'm still like, please, Teal, just surprise me, shock me, give me something. But it hasn't happened yet. And I'm guessing next week when we cover episode four, it's going to be a lot of the same. I don't have high hopes for next week, but stranger things have happened. People can surprise you. So We'll see what goes down when she gives us her response to episode four. Until then, let me know what you thought. Did you learn anything new in this episode? If you've been following along with me and uh, watching all my videos about Teal, probably not, but who knows? I mean, we're, we're in December. If you're watching the video version, you see my Christmas lights. Let me know if you've got your decorations up. Do you have your Christmas shopping done? What are your holiday plans? I'd love to hear them. And while you're doing that, if you'd consider liking this video or subscribing to my channel, or if you are listening to the podcast, if you would leave a rating and review, that would be incredible. And if you have done any of those things already, thank you so much. I am so appreciative of you. And I love being able to just sit here, hang out with you and talk about whatever. Thank you so much for watching or listening. Please be kind to people and I will see you in the next one. Bye.